0: The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.
1: Well, today, you're going to hate me because one of the most requested guests that I've had on the show, this is his first time on the show is Congressman Byron Donalds and I got a chance to meet him at the Club 47 recently and what an amazing evening we had so he agreed to come on the show how are you Congressman?
2: Hey Joyce how you doing?
1: I'm doing uh, pretty well except that it's extremely hot something I don't have to explain to you because you're a Floridian.
2: Yeah it's it's definitely uh, (laughs) one of those very hot days in July but you know I will I deal with this part of Florida because basically from October through April, it's gorgeous here.
1: It sure is. And I like the heat. You know, I'm just a tropical kind of gal. But I have to tell you, uh, since I spoke about you the day after I met you, um, I was getting emails and and text messages and stuff posted on Facebook. You got to get them on the show. You got to get them on the show. You have become sort of a, a, a celebrity. And everyone is asking me, is he the most obvious VP choice for Donald Trump? Are you hearing a lot of that?
2: Uh, yeah, I do hear it. I mean, the first thing I'd say is it, it's really awesome, you know, just to have people even want to talk about me in that in that light. You know, just, I, I got into this really just to save the country. You know, mm-hmm. I have three kids. I'm a finance guy by trade. All I want to do is be able to help our country be successful. And uh, and so whatever needs to happen to make that become a reality, I'm all for it.
1: And you were the first Florida congressman to come out in support of Donald Trump. And I know that that's a, you know, I'm a total supporter and I take a lot of heat. Uh, Do you hear from all these uh, constituents like, but he can't win, he's going to jail and all that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, I mean, I do. I I think the, the thing that people are mostly concerned about is, You know they want to win back the white house we all know joe biden is an awful president he's done a terrible job Mm -hmm. and so you know they want to be successful and i totally understand i get it but donald trump he's the leader of our party like a lot of republicans who you know are in the fight now you know a lot of us look at donald trump and what it means to do that how you how you deal with the press how you deal with the the negativity the naysayers how you just keep going regardless of what's happening Mm -hmm. and so you know to me he can hit the ground running on day one. He can do the job both, both domestically and internationally, which is what we're going to need. And so, and the other piece is now looking back through everything that's occurred with, you know, all the investigations, what the Durham report has brought up. And now what we know about the Biden family and how corrupt they are and how corrupt the Clintons were. I mean, he didn't even get a fair chance at his, at his his first at his first term in the White House. So imagine what would happen if you kind of get this stuff behind you and we're allowed to focus on, America po- on, a, on policies for the American people.
1: Yeah, I cannot understand how Congress is holding these ma- meetings, committee uh, and, and hearings, and listening to de- you know genuine whistleblowers. I mean, the last guy that spoke, he's a Democrat, and he said this is just yeah. so much corruption that we can't tolerate it. What, what does it feel like to be sitting there and hear that?
2: It's, it's damning, i got to tell you, because we've been doing our investigations the last six six months, and we know what we're coming up with. But when it's corroborated by uh, career officials in our agencies, they're not in the political brass. They, just, they, they do the job that's asked for them to do and do it well. And for them to report um, in open hearing about this, and the thing that's even more disgusting is the Democrats just ignore it. Like, mm-hmm. it, it'd be one thing if they tried to attack the evidence, attack the information. They didn't even want to do that. All they wanted to do was, you know, break, talk about Donald Trump because they know this is so terrible that Joe Biden is compromised, that he's on the take, his family's on the take, and they were selling his influence, which is public corruption, to mm-hmm. countries and companies around the world. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so disgusting to see this. And especially when you see the policies coming out of this White House that are not putting the country first in line. It puts America last in line. I mean, it makes more sense today because Joe Biden was taking money from foreign countries. So, of course, he's not acting in our best interest.
1: Well, and then I watched uh, the the committee when Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was speaking and looking at the Democrats who now think censorship is a good thing. I mean, they're censoring a Democrat. They didn't want to hear what he had to say, and they were marginalizing him. I'm not sure why they're so... Uh, enthralled with this Biden-Harris administration, maybe because whoever is manipulating these two behind the scenes has a lot of power, but I- I've never seen two more inept people in the White House in my life.
2: Well, I think the reason why they're in protect mode is because the radical left's agenda is being accomplished by Joe Biden. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. You have, you know, the Green New Deal is alive and well in our country. They passed it in the Inflation Reduction Act. You have all these, these handouts to unions in the infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. They spent billions and billions of dollars in our agencies more than we ever needed. House Republicans, we're not trying to pull, to pull that money back out. But that feeds the federal bureaucracy and all the little pet projects they want to have done there. Uh, our border is wide open, and it's a mess. But that's what the radical immigration people in the Democrat Party want to see. We're turning, a blo- we're, we're, we're turning our back on Israel. Let me be very clear. We are turning our back on, on Israel in favor of the Iranian regime. Well, who wants that but the people at these groups like J Street and all these other people who are more interested in a two-state solution which does not benefit Israel and only weakens Israel on the world stage? This is the policies that he is enacting. So they're getting what they want. I, I look at it this way, Joyce. Have you heard much from Bernie Sanders or AOC the last year and a half, two years?
1: No, the answer no. is
2: no, because they're getting exactly what they want.
1: Mm. And, and just uh, I become more and more nervous about this whole idea of they're running the show in the tech world where they're literally instructing these platforms what they can allow on and what they can. I mean, if Elon Musk had not bought Twitter, we would have no place to get information
2: totally true um you have the cdc the fbi the doj Mm -hmm. and the white house have all censored speech on our social media platforms and they have used the power of government to do so Mm -hmm. our country is based on freedom of thought on freedom of speech You can't have freedom in in an economy or freedom of of worship if you're not allowed to just simply speak your mind. And so what they have done is they have suppressed this information because they know that if the American people are openly communicating with each other, that their agenda is defeated before it even begins. This is what we're dealing with. So, you know, my message to Republicans and even independents who are watching, and yes, you know what, even conservative Democrats, true liberals – Mm-hmm. If you want a country where at least you're allowed to speak your mind and have a good conversation about this, you can no longer support Joe Biden and this this brand of democrats. They are radical and mm-hmm. they are committed to their agenda regardless of the damage to our country.
1: Yeah. And and obviously it's um, th- We don't have to sit around And write the script If it's not public corruption What is it when you take 20 something million dollars Amass it over a 50 year career In Washington You're up there I mean it's a decent salary But do you think you'll be A multimillionaire in a few years How- That That's not supposed no, to happen
2: I, Joyce no I don't I, I'm actually losing money <laughs> Doing this job <laughs> yeah. And so I'll tell you I think that Because I was in the finance business That was my career I'm a member of Congress now and I'm not upset with my choices because you know, we have a country to save. Right. Saving the country matters right now and I'm and I'm committed to that. But the only way you're making money is if somebody's setting up stuff on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's what his family did. And look, it's not like there's anybody in the Biden family that has a real job. I mean, Hunter Biden has no expertise. Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, he has no expertise. What, the grandchildren, are they rocket scientists and they're the Mm -hmm. ones getting paid? No, that's not true. The only person with anything that's possibly valuable is the fact that Joe Biden was a senator for 40 years. He was a vice president and now he's a president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And so apparently that's worth anywhere from 20 to 40 million dollars.
1: Yeah. Well, so, you know, the question on everybody's mind is, what are you guys going to do about it? You've only got a five, what, a five-person majority in the House? Yeah. So what do you do? How, how, do, you, how so, do you close this?
2: What, I, what we're doing right now, and I, and I think this is why investigations are important. I know that we have, uh, we have uh, Americans who are frustrated. They just want something done. Right. <clears throat> and they want it done fast, uh, in a fast manner. But you do have to go through the crop the process and build your case we don't have the luxury of the democrats where they impeached over a phone call mm. and they impeached over january sixth where the media will cover for you and will ask critical questions we have to present real evidence we have to actually do investigations so i think what we're going to do is continue our investigations we're going to tr- track down this money flow see where it started see where it ended we're still doing investigations we're still doing a bunch of of, uh, testimonies under oath with, with, key people in this. And I believe when we hit critical mass, we're going to have everything we need for impeachment proceedings on Joe Biden. Now mm-hmm. I will also say that I think what's come out of this process is the level of, of, of obstruction of justice, the level of corruption at the department of justice. Mm-hmm. And so I do think depending on how our investigations go, there probably will be, of uh, uh, articles of impeachment on Merrick Garland.
1: Yeah. Well, good. You certainly have the support of a lot of Americans. You know, this is a divided country, but we're also a country that appreciates fairness. And, you know, if they believe that if they keep attacking Donald Trump and keep charging him and indicting him, that that's going to turn the American people away from him, they don't have a clue what's really happening in America today. Because people I know who were very lukewarm about Donald Trump uh, are starting to say, this is insane. We cannot allow this any longer. If Joe Biden can become a multi, multimillionaire um, through all kinds of selling privileged information or whatever it is that he's done, then stop. Leave Donald Trump alone. He's our nominee. So I, I just hope, you know, that he holds on. Is he? I know you talk to him. Is he, is he holding up?
2: Yeah, he is. And I think he's as committed to saving this country now than he ever has been. Mm-hmm. Because now he's... He, he, now he truly sees the depth of the rot uh, in the federal government and in these agencies. And, and, look, let me be very clear. I think, you know, even Republicans back in 2015, 2016, you know, our, our thoughts was, man, you know, these politicians just don't know what they're talking about. To quote President Trump, our, our politicians are stupid and they don't know what they're doing. But I got to say the mantra in 24 is our, some of these politicians are corrupt and mm. they do know what they're doing. And they have to be defeated for the country to survive.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, you know, it's it's an honor talking to you, Representative Donalds, representing the 19th district here in Florida. But I got to tell you, when I look back at how you won that election, I, it was absolutely divine. You know that, right?
2: Yeah, we uh, <laughs> 774 votes is what I won my primary by. That and it was, was just a lot of work, a lot of prayer. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just keep grinding and keep your head focused on what needs to be done. And, you know, now I represent a great district in Florida and the best state in the country. And, you know, Joyce, the mission doesn't change. We're going to do everything we can to save the country.
1: Yeah, and your wife's involved in the mission too. I had no idea that she was involved with uh, Moms for Liberty. But, you know, we we got to take this country back, and it might just be moms and dads who do it. Thanks so much for coming on board. I appreciate I hope you'll be a regular guest. It's always uh, great to talk to you.
2: All right. Yes,
1: ma'am. You have a good one. You too. Byron Donalds, the representative for the Florida 19th Congressional District. That's on the west coast of Florida. And let me tell you, he was not supposed to win his primary and he wasn't supposed to win the general election. But when you meet this man, it's very, very impressive. All right. Don't forget, I'll be on until four o'clock today. And then Eric Erickson comes on board and then it's going to be the weekend. So we've got a lot to look forward to. Stay right where you are. All right. I got to tell you, we we have, um, there's so many things that I really need to talk about and so little time. We'll be talking with Derek in the final segment of the program. So I want to get to what I think are the most important news stories today, which is tough, you know? Um, First and foremost, a lot of people were listening to the show when I mentioned how I thought a third party was entirely possible in this upcoming election and that it wouldn't be a third party that could win but it would be a third party that would upset the balance and that's interesting you know i'm watching the media and you know i don't trust them i'm sure you don't trust them how much nonsense do you have to watch them do and and go through hoops to defend the indefensible or to attack Somebody that, uh, you know, really, they just don't like. They just don't want him to to succeed in Donald Trump. I mean, they destroyed this man even during his first presidency. I've never seen anything like that. But now, everywhere I turn, f- all the rematches that I've seen leading up to the last two or three days, Donald Trump wins every one of the rematches with Joe Biden. All of a sudden, the headline today is Biden easily wins over Trump in hell rematch, and they had some number like 47 to 40%, and that was even with a third party headlined by Joe Manchin and John Huntsman. Remember, the old governor from Utah was always running in the third parties um, and never getting anywhere, but that would be a bipartisan third-party ticket. Because Huntsman, even though he doesn't act like one, is still a Republican. And Joe Manchin, even though he doesn't act like one, is still a Democrat. So think about how incredibly attractive a Manchin-Huntsman ticket would be to some people uh, who just can't stand Donald Trump and can't stand Joe Biden. So I don't know, you know, the statistics say that only maybe two to 3% of people would vote for a third party, but I don't think that's true. I think they always miscalculate because they don't know how many people just don't answer polls or just answer them uh, to get the person off their back and don't say the truth. That's how Donald Trump won, even though all I heard for the six weeks leading up to that 2016 election was it was gonna be a landslide, Hillary Clinton was going to be the first female president. All the newspapers had already created their front page, and the headlines were all, you know, Hillary Clinton wins and Hillary Clinton wins by astronomical numbers, and that didn't happen. You know, they totally misread the public because people were intimidated in saying they planned on voting for Donald Trump, particularly minority voters, which I think is fascinating because I believe, and I still think this for 2024 that minority voters are very disenchanted with the Democrat Party. They have gotten nothing in decades. And even though they have committed themselves to the Democrat Party, they're beginning to wonder if they shouldn't maybe think more uh, carefully about who they put in the White House and how well they did when Donald Trump was in the White House and how what a low point they're at now with Joe Biden in the White House. Not to mention, listening to some of these lunatics on the left who don't represent their values at all. The largest group of church-growing people, not just in America, but in the world, are Catholics and Christians. And they get abused all the time by the Democrats. So many of them, Either don't vote anymore, or they vote for Republicans. That's just the truth. You keep importing people from other countries, who, by the way, many of whom are very religious, and then you bring them here, and they have to listen to, you know, uh, the the insanity of the left when it comes to changing your gender or teaching children about, you know, things that we don't want to teach children about. That's not gonna fly, won't fly with the Catholic voters coming from South America and Central America. It won't fly with the uh, Muslim voters coming from the Middle East. These are not people who are going to go along with the left's plan to destroy any kind of moral compass in the United States of America. Just not a, not a good idea, not a good strategy, but they don't read that. Instead, they say, oh, everybody hates Donald Trump. We hate Donald Trump. If you throw enough charges at him, nobody's gonna vote for a guy who's got 45 indictments because you know 37 wasn't enough. Now they're gonna come up with some more. And are there people who would say, I'm not voting for a guy who could end up in jail? Probably. But there are also people who heard what Donald Trump said today, where he proposed the death penalty for human trafficking And people like me go, hallelujah. People like me say, I need somebody in the White House who's alert and paying attention to some of the most horrible things that are happening right here in America and haven't sold out to foreign powers. One thing about being a very rich person like Donald Trump, you don't need to steal money like Joe Biden's been doing his entire career. You have resources. As a matter of fact, you're losing money. I, I think the Byron Donalds is telling you the truth. He had a very lucrative career, and he decided he wanted to help shape the future of this country. He served in the Florida House, and then he went on to be elected to Congress. But as a financial advisor, he was making tons more money. Donald Trump certainly has lost a ton of money in his pursuit of truth and justice. And for that, I give him credit. You know, I don't know that I could withstand the beating that he's taken, and I got a tough skin. I can take a licking and keep on ticking, but not like that. So we'll say now the trial has been set for May of 2024. That's what the judge said, which was contrary to what the Department of Justice was looking for. They wanted a quick trial. And now they've got indefinite delays, because if the trial is actually set for May 2024, if the defense doesn't have all its ducks in order before that, there'll be uh, delays, there'll be calendar calls, there'll be all kinds of things to push the trial to just before the election or right after the election, which is an amazing, amazing story. Now we're watching for indictments to come out of the Fulton County prosecutors in Georgia, You can't make this stuff up. Atlanta law enforcement is readying the uh, indictments for racketeering, okay? This is what they're going to charge him with, influencing witnesses, computer trespass. They're just so desperate. And if they only would wake up and put their ear to the ground and hear how the American people are sick of this stuff. We'd like to see some change in our kitchen table issues. We're tired of you going after Donald Trump, especially since you won't even look at the Bidens. All right. Let me take a break. I have uh, two more segments left. One of them, I'll be with Derek at the end of the show, but I have one more segment left where I get to vent. So stay right where you are. All right. Well, welcome back. What can I tell you? You know, th- there's so many stories that just, uh, I'll never get to them all, but There's always next week, right? But we are always going to hear about more investigations. Now the FBI is actually looking at, this is crazy stuff. I mean, sometimes I'm reading things out of the Wall Street Journal that are stunning, right? The FBI wrongfully searched a foreign intelligence database for information about a U.S. senator and two state officials last week. That, that, this is incredible. They did four overly broad searches of the senator's last name in a database of calls, texts, emails, and other electronic information collected by the NSA, collected by the US Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. The analysts also searched the data using the last name of a state senator The names of the senators haven't been made public right now. But the analyst had information that an unnamed foreign intelligence service had been targeting the two legislators, but the analyst failed to meet standards required to conduct the search and did it anyway. An unidentified state judge's social security number was also wrongfully used in October of 2022 searching for a, in the fire, uh, well, let's see where it was, in the foreign intelligence trove, because the judge had the nerve to complain to the FBI about some alleged civil rights violations that had been perpetrated by a municipal chief of police. So, if you don't understand that they have lost all respect for citizens in this country, that we have these rogue agencies, that's what they are, the IRS, the FBI, they're doing whatever they wanna do to whoever they wanna do it. And when there's actual evidence and real reasons to go after certain people, like a Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, they don't do it. But they'll keep piling indictments on Donald Trump. The American public really doesn't like this. They're not gonna stand for this. There's gonna be a very heavy price for this. Because if you don't believe in your country, if you don't believe in the law enforcement agencies in your country, we're not talking about, you know, oh, we have a problem here with, I'm trying to think of a useless energy, the energy department. It's not that energy's not a big issue, but what does the energy department do? I'd like to know. For a period of time, you had uh, the former governor of Texas in the, in the Trump administration as the head of the energy department and he just kept saying i don't know what i'm supposed to do here <laughs> you know now you have an energy department that hires some whatever you call this brighton sam brighton what is he a transvestite i don't know what he is you know but he puts on a lot of lipstick and dresses and walks around and steals people's luggage you know th- we don't need that agency if that's the kind of person that's in that agency okay let's go. let's close it education at a at a National level, why are we doing that? States control education, as you constantly, the left constantly points out. Oh, Florida schools are gonna, uh, you know, teach that uh, you had personal benefits from slavery. That's not what the book says, but that's what the media will keep pouring out there. The media is more concerned. How about this, with you know AI porn generators getting better? than they are with the turning of the back of America on Israel. Thank God Congressman Byron Donald brought that up. But you've got uh, the head of the, whatever they call themselves, the Progressive Caucus, the AOC branch of of the Democrat Party, hundred and something people in that caucus, they're up there talking about Israel's a racist apartheid state. You know, that's not the Democrat Party I knew. I don't know about the rest of you, but that's pretty scary to me. And yet, not a word. The media don't, don't want to talk about that. They'd rather talk about, you know, whether Steven Crowder sent photos of his, of his genitals and exchanged drugs with his staffers. Half the people don't even know who he is. They just, they just don't care. They won't tell you what Netanyahu's going through with the protests. They won't tell you that we now have reservists being called up, who ostensibly will be, you know, sent to war war zones. The reservists that they were calling up in Israel, by the way, are refusing to to serve. There's a real political crisis happening over there, and all I hear is that they're a racist and a, an apartheid state. Unbelievable and by the way, the White House has launched a new pandemic office, which will be led by a retired general, Paul Friedrichs, who was a military combat surgeon and a retired Air Force major general who helped lead the Pentagon's COVID response, which by the way, depleted our military because they insisted on the jab and people wouldn't take the jab. So good, now we'll put him in charge of our pandemic department. It's called the Office of Pandemic Preparedness and Response Policy, which basically is gonna take over all the duties of the current COVID-19 and MPOX response teams. Uh, This is the most illogical, unbelievable, short-sighted administration I've ever witnessed. Jimmy Carter can rest now if, you know, I know he's in hospice and it's been a long time that he's in hospice, but, you know, God has his hand on Jimmy Carter, obviously. And uh, he can stop worrying that he will go down in history as the worst president that this country has ever done because Joe Biden is guaranteed that position. Is there a, an entry in the Guinness Book of World Records for? You know the vice president who has been incoherent the most, because if it is Kamala Harris going to win that, and if there's a you know the most incoherent president by far is Joe Biden, but don't worry because the only thing you're going to read about is the opening of the Barbie m- movie. Like, why do we even need a Barbie movie? Somebody needs to answer that question. Are any. My granddaughter doesn't even have a Barbie. It's a little bit dated, don't you think? Although I thought it was cute. Matt Geth, Gates and his wife went to the premiere and she dressed up in a Barbie dress. <laughs> she looked kind of cute in it too. What can I tell you? What, what were they doing at that premiere? Go back to Congress and get something done. Matt, Byron, Brian, all of you. I know it's hard, but you know, come on. Don't forget, coming up right after my show will be the Eric Erickson Show. And in the last segment of the show today, I'll be talking with my son, Derek. We'll be getting the Hollywood news from TMZ. So you don't uh, have to move that dial, not even one inch. Stay right where you are. I'll be right back.
0: They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood as only the Kaufman family can bring it.
1: So for all of you who were so worried that when I moved my time slot, I wouldn't be able to talk to my son Derek at TMZ, we pulled it off. How you doing, Derek?
0: I'm hanging in there. I mean, uh, there's the weather over on your part of the country is uh, rainy as usual, but it's nice and dry here, although very, very hot in the desert heat.
1: I've heard that the temperatures are astronomical out there in Los Angeles. And a friend of mine sent me a video of some woman going completely crazy naked in a supermarket. And, uh, you know, L.A. is getting crazier and crazier. Don't you want to come home?
0: Oh, I don't know. That's what, keeps it, that's what keeps it exciting. You know, you walk around and you can always be accosted by a random person on the street. That's how uh, my kids are going to grow up.
1: Oh Fine, goodness. I keep them protected. Yeah, thanks a lot. I, I lose sleep over this at night. But apparently I don't have to lose sleep over Jamie, Jamie Foxx anymore. What, what's going on?
0: What an unbel- unbelievable turn of events. I mean, this is someone who uh, was battling that medical event that was shrouded in mystery for months. And everyone right. uh there were reports that he would not walk, that he maybe wouldn't see and all these devastating things. He's out and about, he's shooting a brand new commercial uh for Bet MGM uh in Las Vegas at the ARIA, which is the big casino out there. He's made a few appearances here and there on boats. Um we've seen him uh playing golf at top golf and at the driving range. He really looks better than ever. I mean, there's yeah. just no signs that he suffered such a such a devastating medical emergency, and he seems to be uh, bouncing back. Now, I will say we're still not hearing from him, but if you're shooting commercials, um, I imagine you're going to hear his voice, and he certainly looks very well. I mean, maybe even better than he looked uh, going into this when he was somewhat stressed on the set of his movie. It's just a very promising sign. I mean, everyone uh, on his team has said, you know, give it time. He is recovering. Everything's going to be okay, but he needs time. And apparently, it did a body good.
1: Yeah, but w- what happened? I mean, are we never going to find out what the medical emergency was? That's a little weird. I, look, I
0: think it's very strange, too, given how public of a figure he is. But he was insistent upon keeping this as private as possible for a man in, in his situation. And his reps were not divulging that. There weren't many leaks uh, about what his condition was. So they were able to keep it under wraps while he recovered at various facilities. And it seems to have worked because people are just relieved to see him doing well. And some of those questions have died down a little bit. I mean, we were very, very curious, but if he's well and he suffered, uh, you know, a stroke or something of that nature, it didn't seem to debilitate him in any meaningful way. I mean, it still remains to be seen. I do want to hear his voice. There are questions that remain, but physically and in pictures, he he looks the picture of health.
1: Yeah, he looks very good. Uh, Tony Bennett, not so good.
0: Yeah, what a, what a bummer. I mean, but what a life well lived, right? You know, he's mm-hmm. born, I think, when Calvin Coolidge was president. So wow. he is the last of, of, a, of a generation of those guys. You know, he rubbed elbows with Frank Sinatra. This guy had a hit in the early 50s. Um, and it's, it's really sad. You know, he, he maintained his relevancy for so long with those duets with Lady Gaga. He was just part of the fabric of America, So obviously very associated with San Francisco because, because of his famous song. So this is a huge loss.
1: I actually have a painting by him. Um, he was quite an artist, and there was a whole gallery in New Jersey near where my friend B lived, and I went in and I actually bought a painting. It's beautiful. It's a, a Statue of Liberty.
0: Yeah, very talented and a legend, <laughs> and also to live that long without being marred by scandal and controversy, uh, it's truly a testament to this day and age.
1: Absolutely. It doesn't happen very often. Um, what happened to Megan Fox? I mean, was she attacked?
0: You know, they were at the Orange County Fair, Megan and, and Machine Gun Kelly, which are like the uh, goth couple du jour of L.A. Uh, and they went to the fair, you know, it's a campground kind of thing. They were getting off a ride, and people there said that some guy just tried to punch Machine Gun Kelly. Now, he's a pretty controversial figure. He's very identifiable because he's tall and lanky. And you know someone might have taken a swing at him, and this is not a great idea. Although Machine Gun Kelly is not brawny by any stretch of the imagination, he is surrounded by large bodyguards, and mm. you mess with him, and you're going to get the wrong end of that. And you can see in this video the bodyguard is slamming the guy into the barricade. Even Megan gets sort of jostled in the in the scrum. Apparently everything's okay, and they had a good time at the uh, at, at the fair.
1: And he was very chivalrous from the video that I saw on TMZ. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly made sure his woman was okay.
0: And that's right. Well, look, he's, he's, he's hiding behind the mountain of a man who is protecting him. Mm-hmm. So he's able to tend to his lady fair while the dirty work is being done by, by the bodyguard. But you're right. There is a chivalry is not dead.
1: Even in Hollywood, there's still some chivalry, except when it comes to Kevin Costner and his, I, should we call it his ex-wife?
0: Uh, we can call it as a strange wife because this divorce is dragging on, and until it's finalized, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll not call her a full ex yet. Although I don't think uh, there's any hopes of reconciliation, especially because there's shots of her now uh, vacationing in Hawaii with one of Kevin's good friends, a guy yeah. named Josh Connor, who is a wealthy financier. They've known each other for years, He's very close to to Kevin and. Uh, He's out there. Now, they have insisted that this is not romantic, that they are family friends, but both of them are single now. He's recently divorced, and this is sometimes something that could happen. Apparently, even if it's not romantic, it is at the very least odd and noteworthy to see her out uh, with a friend of his. I, I, I can assure you that Kevin is probably none too pleased with this.
1: I'm pretty sure about that. But, you know, I I don't understand how she's going to get out of that house if she's sitting around in Hawaii vacationing. Doesn't she have till the end of the month? That's like a week.
0: is that true? Clock is ticking, but maybe she has some help with uh, moving boxes with her new good buddy Mm. Uh, when they get back from Hawaii. And, look, she's going to move into a place that's nearby. They do have relatively young kids. You know, they're like teenagers and so forth, and they want to keep the family as intact as possible. <clears throat> but this is a nasty divorce. I mean, uh, we read lots and lots of documents. Kevin Costner is worth a lot of money, uh, mm-hmm. you know, nine figures of wealth by some estimates. So he can fight this out for a very long period of time. It, it, it is quite acrimonious.
1: Yeah, it is. And the other big rumor, although I know you can't really weigh in on it because it's just a rumor, is the Megan and Harry are splitting up. Where did that get started?
0: You know, I've been hearing rumblings of this. Um There's just a sense that, uh, you know, Harry may want to ingratiate himself back in with the royal family and maybe having some regrets about putting his entire life uh, in California with his wife and and their two kids. I think he's in a difficult spot if he's feeling like he wants to, you know, pull back or pull away from her because now he's a family man. So, you know, he's made his bed. I don't Mm -hmm. think there will be any sort of major divorce rumblings or things like that, but There are some reports about uh, maybe some second thoughts.
1: Yeah, well, can't blame him. I think he got uh, taken for a ride. But that's all all the news that's fit from uh, Hollywood. Thanks so much, Derek. We look forward to this segment every week. Take care of yourself. All
0: right. Good talking to you guys.
1: All right. Bye-bye. It's always nice to just take a break from some of the politics that we deal with day in and day out, and it's been a rough, rough week. I don't know about the rest of you, but any time I have a change, a major change in my life, like switching from noon to three o'clock, I just have to wrestle with the change and try to figure out how to do all the things that I like to do and that I need to do on a daily basis. But we got through the first week, I'm overjoyed. I think this is gonna be great. I'm hearing from all these people who probably never had a chance to listen to the show before or only knew me through podcasts and repeats and they're enjoying it, so uh, you know, welcome aboard. I'm happy about that. A lot of people happy about Dan being on live at noon, and of course, uh, the new show following me, Eric Erickson. So. I thank you for your time this time until next time. And my plan is to be right back here in front of this microphone at three o'clock on Monday, if it be his will and he delays his coming. So what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us, they're tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Now may God bless you. May God bless the United States of America. Here comes Eric Erickson.
0: The Joyce Kaufman podcast has been brought to you by Code Red. Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4 Code Red or visit CodeRedroofers.com.